Do miracles happen today? That's the question we're discussing today on the Hear of the Story presented by The Gospel Project. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of The Hero of the Story, a podcast to help you focus on the gospel in every area of your life and ministry. I'm Brian DeBozik, Managing Editor of The Gospel Project, and with me is Aaron Armstrong, our brand manager. So today we get to talk about miracles, such as the fact that my wife Tara decided to marry me. That is a miracle. That's that true. is perhaps the, the most amazing miracle. Although, I know, and I know you, so yes, and, and, I affirm. And you know my wife. I so. do. And she's really nice. I know. And you're, you. She's quality. I know. So how yeah, did you trick her? It's a miracle. There we go. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> after that, it would be Miracle Max. Would be the. Mm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Have it's, you have you made a mostly dead person come back alive? No, but God God made a fully dead person come back to oh, life. Oh, there we go. Well done. Well done. Um, <laughs> Not just one. He did it a couple times. But That's the, right. The but... one that matters the most would be Jesus. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yes. Yeah, so we're talking about miracles today, yeah. so, which I'm excited about. Yeah, it's going to be a good conversation. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be challenging. Yeah, as we were doing our prep work, we you know started with this, well, this is going to kind of be a, a pretty obvious kind of you know, straightforward, but no, there's no, there's, there's some a lot. Yeah, we're going to talk about there's a so, lot. So let's get going then. Why don't you go ahead and read the 99 essential doctrine as, as we provide it, the one yeah, on miracles. Absolutely. So um, a miracle is an event in which God makes an exception to the natural order of things or supersedes natural laws uh, for the purpose of demonstrating his glory and or validating his message. Um, miracles are recorded throughout scripture. Miraculous signs and wonders are oftentimes evident when a prophet or an apostle was speaking God's message to the people. Because we believe God to be all-powerful and personally involved in this world, we believe that he can and does still perform miracles. So just kind of boiling that down. You know, we could say that miracles is just God is powerful enough and he's good enough to act above and beyond the natural order that he created. Absolutely. So let's see, where do we see this in Scripture? Can you think of a single place? Oh, goodness. Well, um, in the beginning, God created the (laughs) heavens and the earth. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, this miracles are. I mean, that's number one right there. It it would be hyperbole to say they're on every page. Yes. But it's close to it. It's pretty, pretty darn close. They are all throughout the Scripture. Now, they do come in pockets. Yes, they Um, do. But, I mean, some of them that you can think about is um, an elderly barren couple. Yeah. Um, having and, having a son. Which happens many times. Which happens many times. But Abraham and Sarah is the first one yeah. um, as an example. Um, you also have um, – you have other miracles that happen throughout, throughout Genesis um, in greater or lesser degrees. Um, some of those are things that just – happen exactly as someone prayed and asked for kind of thing. Um, In Exodus is kind of where we see the miraculous power of God ramp up to a pretty intense degree. Um, You see it all through the, you know, all through the account of Moses petitioning Pharaoh to let the Israelites go. The the plagues. The plagues are, are all miraculous signs from God and miraculous warnings and judgments from God. 
the the parting of the Red Sea is yeah. a massive one. Um, you have the you have Moses striking a, a rock and water coming and coming forth from it. Manna being manna from, from heaven. heaven yeah. um, you know, on and on and on and on. So so that's the first major pocket, as you said. Yeah, we see yeah. miracles in Genesis starting from creation. Yeah, but really the first pocket of miracles are associated with Moses, the giver of the law. Yes. And a lot of times these miracles accompanied the, the a new portion of scripture being given to us. There would be the giving of the law. What's another major pocket that we encounter? Um, so you start seeing them um, again in, in more of a, a greater emphasis as you, as you move into the line of David and beyond. Um, but particularly as we get into the, uh, divided kingdom era. It, mm-hmm. it ramps up um, dramatically. Um, Elijah and Elisha are probably the yeah. um, the ones that typify it the most um, in their in their ministries. You see God's power at work um, extremely powerfully through those through those two. Um, and you know, you know, just just some examples: calling fire from he- down from heaven. Elisha sending bears to um, attack children who were making fun of him. Yes, um, and why were why what were they making? Because fun of him? they were making fun of him for being a baldy. That's right. That's right. But you haven't. You clearly are not a prophet with the no, power. I, I try. With miraculous powers. I try, but it has not because happened yet. No, and I make fun of you a lot. Not for your not bring for your on lack, the bear, but not oh, for man, lack of hair. Happen. That's no, the no, thing. You, yeah, you give me yeah. grief. Deserve grief for many other reasons. Yes, okay. that's true. So Elijah and Elisha <laughs> would be a second major yes. pocket, and that's the that accompanies the giving of the books of prophecy. Mm-hmm. Yep, and um, and you do see you do see those continue on in the pro- the writings of the prophets as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, again, Jonah, not, I mean Jonah's a, yeah. a perfect example yeah. of that. Um, but then you but then it, it kind of tapers off until we get to the New Testament. Well, you'd have the 400 years of, of yeah, silence, silence. God is not active directly through through prophecy, so yeah. that would make sense. Well, and and we do see, and, and yeah, absolutely. And we do see, but we remember, we always see God at work through yes. that because through through all of this time, God is working providentially, yeah. um, even when he's not superseding his natural, yes. his, the natural order that he has and imposed he, he on may creation. Have, he may have com- uh, perform miracles in that period they're just not recorded right exactly um, exactly so, but the next would be um, yeah the, the you, gospels the, you see some really big ones there i yeah. mean you see uh you see the feeding of great multitudes you see jesus raising people from the dead you see um, that whole virgin birth thing. you know the whole virgin birth thing you have um you know that's very uh very dismissive of us we shouldn't just say that whole thing no, i was just being <laughs> snarky with you because you skip right past that one. well you know we've talked about it so yeah, much in the last but it's, it's worth talking about it is absolutely but um so you have the virgin birth you have you again you have the the, the miracle of of john the baptist yeah. being born at all because again Elderly couple unable to conceive, um, and then they have a child. So you've got that. You have um, you have uh, Jesus exhibiting his power over over demons as well, um, and and all of these things are happening. Jesus walking on water, calming yeah. the calming a storm. Um, you know, um, all of it, all of it. Jesus is is performing miracle after miracle after miracle, including uh, also heal, uh, letting blind people see, healing yeah. the healing people so that they of sickness, of infirmities, of 
um, catastrophic life events, yeah. all of these things. So we see this period, of course, would be the Gospels. Yes. And then another one we see Peter. I mean, the book of Acts, Peter, Paul as well. We see yep. the apostles performing miracles. And and uh, that is coinciding, of course, with the giving of, of the epistles in, yeah. in the book of Acts. So, so each of these pockets kind of goes on with a major uh, portion of Scripture, which, which kind of makes sense because as we read in the Essential Doctrine, um, that the miracles were were done for a reason. Yes. Uh, they affirm the messenger and the message of that messenger so often. Uh, but that's not the only reason they were performed. So let's, let's kind of use that as a dovetail to our next major section. Um, any cautions uh, with understanding this doctrine? And, and I'll start with that one. Mm-hmm. We just said it. Miracles have a purpose. It yes. Was, it, was a, it was baked into our central doctrine explanation. Uh, but miracles were done for a purpose, and that purpose is not merely God showing off. Uh, well, that's part of it. I mean, God wants us to see how glorious he is. But miracles reveal his ca- His character, his identity, uh, his love and compassion for people. Think about the miracles of Jesus, for example. Uh, I think they really illustrate this truth well. Jesus healed people because he cared for them. He loved them. We there's the the gospel writers actually seem to reserve this word for being stirred in the bowels, this this um, this deep love that they use that they use uniquely for Jesus. It seems because they want to make it clear that Jesus acted because he cared for people, but also those miracles revealed his identity. They were done to say, "Look, I'm different." I can do what normal people cannot do because I'm the son of God. So they they were done for those two reasons, to reveal his identity, uh, but also because of his character or his love for people. And both matter. Um, If we just say, well, Jesus did miracles because he loved people, then it really defeats him as being the center of everything. Mm -hmm. But if we say, no, he just did it to reveal his identity, then he becomes very utilitarian. Yes. People are just pawns. We know that that both are true, and all of miracles kind of have that same thing. Yeah. What other cautions can you think of? Well, um, we we also have to ask the question that that naturally comes whenever we look at the miracles that 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 occur in Scripture um, is how does God perform miracles today? Or um, some people say, does He? And I mean, we we're very clear in our definition of miracles that yes, God yes, He does. does. Um, but the but the bigger question is, does he work those miracles through specific people? Is there a is there a particular gift that is given to do these things or not? And um, we're gonna be we're gonna be honest here. We are gonna be Switzerland in that <laughs> yes, argument. Yes, we are. Um, and the reason that we are is is because this is this is um, generally what's considered an in-house debate among Christians. It is something that genuine, thoughtful believers um, uh, can disagree on and yeah. still be in fellowship with one another. Um, you know, con- conviction. Like I've been, I've been in churches that have held both sides of this, yeah. um, and you know, some have been very, very strong on on what. Um, what some people would call a continuationist um, leaning um, side of this argument. And others have been on more of the cessationist or the, the ceasing of, yeah. um, of, of these kind of actions. Um, you know, they've been more on that side and, yeah. and I can see both sides of that argument. And you actually have a middle ground as well. This mm-hmm. it's, it's often called the open but cautious group. Yes. Um, and, 
and I mean, yeah. I kind of lean that yeah, way it's, myself. It's, I kind of, I think I find myself in there as well. Yeah. Um, and this is one that says, well, I don't know. I, maybe I've never experienced it. I've never seen it. Um, maybe I know I've, I've never performed a miracle. God's never performed one through me to be more precise. Uh, but this camp would say, I, I, I'm uncomfortable going either way. I'm uncomfortable saying, yes, people can definitely do miracles today through the power of God. And I'm just as uncomfortable saying, no, they cannot. So this, I'm open to it. But I'm kind of cautious on, on this because uh, we can we do see it abused. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, um, you you unfortunately there are charlatans yeah. who pretend to have miraculous powers in order to um, in order to fleece people. Yeah, there are people like that, um, and and I hate that that happens yeah. and it's wrong. But that should um, not inform our right. our theology. Right. You don't you don't throw throw out the baby with the bathwater. Yes. Um, so I, I guess you and I would both give the same encouragement to our listeners. This is an issue you want to explore on your own. Study yeah. God's word and talk through with talk your through. with you know if you're a pastor, talk through with your your fellow church leaders. Um, have a, like be deeply convinced by scripture and not by what you not by abuses by ex- or, or experience and and yeah and then hold your position graciously yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely okay. so, any other any other cautions yeah, you can think of a couple um so um one of these uh one of these things that that is there is um, they should not be a platform for debate debate or um, or even um, a trump card related to evangelism. Um, and so uh, this is one of those things that it's like um, you can't really – with with people who are predisposed to disbelieve in the miraculous, you don't start with mir- – you, you can't necessarily start with a miracle. I mean this is a whole line of, of what's called presuppositional apologetics, mm-hmm. um, So, which is, which is just really a fancy way of, of um, debating philosophically about how you understand uh, – of the underlying principles of how you understand the world to work. So if someone assumes that miracles don't happen – um, or that aren't possible, that there is no supernatural. Um, they're not though. The argument toward a miracle is going to fall on deaf ears. That doesn't mean that we deny miracles or we ignore them or we try to explain them away. I mean, this has been the yeah. problem with uh, historic liberalism and that and that move away from the miraculous and an ultimate denial of the, both the miraculous and ultimately the gospel itself. Yeah. Um, but it's just your question is, is your starting point? So, yeah, so we're not ashamed of them. We don't deny them, but no. it's not necessarily helpful to lead with them. So it, right. So they shouldn't be our um, our that settles it argument. Yeah, exactly. Hey, I don't know if I trust Jesus or want to believe the Bible or whatever. And then we throw at that person. Yeah, but look at this miracle. Right. God part of the Red Sea. You can't explain that. Believe in Jesus. Right. The person's not going to be like, oh, okay. Right. And at the same time, you also will have people who will say, well, I've seen these miracles in the Bible. This tends to be more um, church kids who struggle with unbelief. Um, will say things like, well, all these miracles in the Bible, if I just see the, you know, yeah. if I just, it's like, and I've had this conversation with, with one and, and I just, I was real straight with him and I said, no, you won't look at the number of people in the Bible who saw them. And still, right. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, the question is not the, a miracle is not the thing that is going to, is, is going to put someone over the edge, yeah. um, for belief or unbelief. Yeah. 
we so, we we have to acknowledge that they exist in scripture we don't try to pretend that they're not there yeah. and we don't ignore them we honor them and we celebrate them yes in fact. And, and we recognize again when we recognize they undergird so much of our belief yes they undergird the gospel i mean the resurrection of jesus is a miracle absolutely if it, it all falls apart yes but again just when it comes to evangelism itself yes it's probably not the wisest just to go and point at, at miracles and say here is my evidence here's mm-hmm. all i need yeah, yeah I'm, I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would say I would add one other um, yeah. caution, and it is this. Miracles, by definition, should not be expected. Yes. And I say that because I often see people who treat miracles as expectations. If they were expected, then they would be part of the natural order. By definition, they would no longer be miracles. Right. If we say, if this happens, God will do this, that is natural order. That is not miraculous. Miracles are outside that yes. God can choose to do or choose not to do. And so sometimes I see people with best of intentions, sometimes with not so best of intentions, who almost make it sound like, all right, God, you, we are expecting you, we, requ- we are requiring you even mm-hmm. to heal this person, for example. We cannot do that. That would be expecting something of God that, that we are not promised. Might he heal that person? through his miraculous work without a doubt. And again, we just talked about whether he chooses to use a person or not. That's a secondary issue. Mm-hmm. But might he do that? Yes, he has the ability to do it. Yeah. But he might not. Right. And so we can't expect them. Right. It's, yeah, it's one of those things. We can't, but we can always expect God to work. Yes. And that's the important thing. God is always at work all the time. Does he always supersede the natural order that no. he has established? No. Can he at any time? Without a doubt. Absolutely. Okay. Um, and and so that that really leads us into this question of what what difference should this doctrine make? And um, one of those things is is really um, I'm going to go first with this one because sure. I want to um, is uh, that it's really essential that we accept this doctrine to appropriately understand Scripture and the gospel itself. Um, we, we've said it, we've, we've kind of talked around it a little bit already, but we have to understand that if we reject miracles, the gospel itself unravels. Yes. Jesus birth is a miracle. Jesus was born of a woman, of a, of a virgin. He had no human father. Yeah. What Jesus being God taking on the flesh. Another, another miracle. Jesus rising from the dead physically. Miracle. And if we reject these, the gospel is meaningless. Right, exactly. And this is part of the problem of the Jesus seminar in the 1970s. It was trying to redefine a lot of these a yeah, lot of is, these things. This is those group of, of scholars, right. uh, liberal scholars, who said, hey, let's go through the New Testament and let's let's vote on what actually happened and what did not. And right. from my understanding, they actually had beads, colored beads. It was something like that. They had yeah. Like red, uh, black, and, and another color bead, I think it was. And so they would vote and say, if they knew it happened, if you said, all right, he actually said this, or he actually did this, you put your black bead out. If you know he did not, you put your red bead out. Yeah. And I think if it was questioned, he might have, right. you put a pink bead out. Oh, all that to say, that's Jesus seminar in the end, basically removed all the supernatural. Right. And most of scripture yeah. as a result. And if you do um, that, it all falls apart. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that was Thomas Jefferson in the, yeah. you know, in the 1700s when he was making his, when he was cutting out all of the miraculous from scripture. And he was left with a Bible that was paper, th- that was so thin. Yeah. 
you that know, there I wasn't anything to it. Practically, I think most of us listening would say, well, that's not me. I, I, no. I'm not going to reject the miracles. No, gosh, no. But I think what what I would want to encourage all of our listeners to, to hear and take to heart is let's not categorize God's miracles either. And what I mean by that is I've often heard people say, I'm good with these miracles. But, for example, Jonah, that's one that for some reason really starts to trip people up. And they're like, yeah. I'm hesitant. No, if you believe that God is a miracle working God and if he raised Jesus from the dead, then no miracle underneath that should be problematic. If you believe that God created everything by the spoken word, why would any miracle, even God preserving the life of Jonah in the belly of some sea creature for three days? And why, why is that problematic? It should not be. It shouldn't be. So find comfort in that. Um, uh, to me, we embrace all the miracles and none of them are problematic if I believe that God is creator. Yeah, absolutely. So. One other uh, difference I believe this doctrine should make is the flip of what I warned about just a few minutes ago, that yeah. we should not expect miracles. At the same time, I would say that miracles should give us great hope today. Yeah. That we do not doubt that God is a miracle-working God. And mm -hmm. so in times of illness, if somebody has an illness, um, it is right and fitting to pray that God heals them miraculously. Yes without expecting it, but pleading on, on, on that behalf of that person, um, you know, imploring God to do it, but at the same time recognizing your will will be done and you're going to be good and glorious no matter what. And my job is to fight to praise you and worship you no matter what. Yeah. Um, same thing, salvation of, of somebody we care about, a, a relative or, you know, somebody we've known for a while and we've been praying for them and they may be the staunchest of atheists and yet mm -hmm. we still pray for their salvation. Right. Uh, knowing that God can work. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and we do have to recognize just to, just to jump on that a little bit. We have to recognize that someone coming to faith in Jesus is a miracle. I mean, you're talking about, you're talking about spiritually dead people being gi given new life in Jesus, yeah. people who are hostile to God and in rebellion to him, all of these things that we're going to talk about more and more and more. Over Romans the next several 5 months. gives a great picture of who we are apart from Christ and that transition from death to life yeah. from that person to a, a child of God. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think basically, you know, we, we, I want to be clear with people that there is nothing wrong with praying for miracles mm -hmm seeking God to do miracles, but we just can't expect it. Right. So, or or more correctly, we expect him to work in the way that in, in the way that is yes. most fitting for his purposes. Yes. Yes. Without yeah. a doubt. That's yeah. that's a good place to wrap up right there. I, I enjoyed this conversation with you, Aaron. I hope our listeners have found it helpful. Um, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of this podcast. If you have enjoyed it, uh, please do leave a sincere five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use to listen to the show. And for more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com. LifeWay's VBS 2020 is Concrete and Cranes, and it's all about building on the love of Jesus. Concrete and Cranes VBS features content for babies through adults with age-specific curriculum to meet the distinct needs of every group. You'll also find curriculum tailored for children and adults with special needs. So no matter the age, Concrete and Cranes helps uncover the truth that he who began a good work will be faithful to carry it on to completion. To learn more, go to lifeway.com VBS where you can download free samples of program materials and join our free Directors Club.